Hey guys, what's up? This is the Bushido Cafe episode 11. And today I'm just going to be doing a brain dump kind of vlog style. Um, after my recent uh, super fight, it was just, um, it's all the fights I've done with jiu-jitsu up to this point. Wrestling in high school and jiu-jitsu up to this point have all been tournaments. I've never fought um, in like a fight where it's just one fight. Obviously in high school with wrestling and you have dual meets um, where it's like one school against the other, you'll go out and have one fight. So um, I, it's not something completely new, but definitely uh, an event like this where it was uh, like publicized and there's weigh-ins and media weigh-ins and uh, much more kind of like uh, media and they sold tickets and everything. So really cool, really good first experience for me. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, record my thoughts and uh, just how the experience went. So I'm just going to get right into it. I'll start from like last week. So I usually walk around like 73 kilos. So 73 or so. So dropping to 70 kilos, which is normally what I fight. It's like a really good weight, weight for me. Um, it's usually a pretty easy cut for me. And I had just dropped to 70 a few weeks ago for my uh, for my gi tournament and so when you weigh in when you weigh in uh, for fighting gi you have to be under 70 with the gi on versus this fight was no gi and less than 70 so i had like the weight of the gi which is usually about a kilo um so that made a difference dropping that extra kilo to be under 70 with the gi is is a little hard so uh, i thought the the cut was was fine it was pretty easy. And then, uh, yeah, my friend has a sauna at his place. So I'd like a kilo kilo to drop, uh, the day of the weigh-ins and I was able to hop in the sauna and drop that in like 30 minutes, given that I was hydrated. Cause I don't have, I'm not already dehydrated just to get there. So yeah, the, the cut was fine. 70, uh, I really like that weight for me and felt good the whole week before I was fighting really well, uh, in the gym. Not that before my last tournament, I felt bad. It's just that with this, um, with this one, I just felt good. Felt, you know, it's just like an X factor is sometimes you feel fine, but sometimes you feel good. And I felt good the whole week before. Definitely not 100%. My elbow was still bothering me from uh, the arm bar that the guy got me in at the tournament. And also I've got like a tendon kind of bothering me. But uh I think uh, the reality of martial arts, jujitsu specifically, that I can speak to from experience is that you have to learn to train and fight around your injuries. You got to be able to develop your game and fight around those because uh, you're going to get injured. That's just the reality. Um, maybe not a catastrophic injury, hopefully not, but you know, you're always going to get dings and this and that might take a, anywhere from a few days or weeks, sometimes a few months to, to heal. And that's just the reality of being a martial artist. <laughs> Uh, and even we had a black belt come into the gym recently and he was probably in his forties or fifties. And he was showing like a, his game that he has had to, to change and develop as years have gone by simply because, you know, he's got a wrist injury, surgery, this and that. And you have to take those things into account and learn if you want to keep doing the sport as you, as you age, which I want to do. I want to be able to do jujitsu as long as I can until I'm 70, 80, 
you know, however long I possibly can. And so that means using some of my brain and not just going in there and going ape shit. So yeah. Um, even like I said, even though I didn't feel hundred percent, I, I felt good. And that's, that's, that's the name of the game. You, you, you work around what you got. So coming up to the day of was pretty solid. Um, I got up, stretched, did some dynamic stretching, just put the house all in order, uh, did the dishes, hung up the laundry, put everything in order so that like my mind is clear. I'm kind of OCD in that way of like knowing that the house is put away and everything is in its place. I can like leave with a clear mind and, um, you know, who's to say whether that helps or not, but it helps me just in my, my day to day. So that felt good leaving the house, knowing everything's, everything's in place. And we got there, got in, everything was pretty smooth. I was the first fight. So, um, I was actually pretty happy about that because it meant I could fight first and then just be relaxed and enjoying the event because I was able to, to get in free, obviously, because uh, I was a fighter. And yeah, coming up to the event, it was actually pretty funny. They had, so I think he, the the announcer had gotten the names of my corners because it was my my coach, uh, Carlos Barreto, and my wife was in my corner as well. And I think the announcer had gotten somehow those names. And so they announced my wife for my name to come out. And I was like the first one, uh, first one to go out. So that was pretty funny. And they put on like the wrong song to, for the walkout song. But I think the, the grappling show was really more of like a rehearsal for them before the MMA show, which is fine. I totally get that. Most people are more interested in MMA. And uh, I'll just, you know, MMA to the untrained person is much more entertaining um, than jujitsu. I would say jujitsu is more, more niche though. Um, but it was cool. It was cool to be part of the grappling event and um, help the Empire Pro guys get all, um, get everything, get everything worked out so they could um, be smooth on the MMA for the MMA show, which they did a, a really good job on. So in terms of the rule set for this fight, it was uh, EBI, Eddie Bravo Invitational rule set, which basically means that uh, there's more moves you can do. So like leg locks, neck cranks, basically like the, the options you have available depending on the rule set. Sometimes they will limit you depending on whether it's uh, for safety or this and that. So and especially as me as a blue belt, I'm more limited, especially in the gi. So that was pretty exciting actually to be in an event where uh, I have heel hooks and stuff like that open to me. And uh, let's see. So, yeah, so 10 minutes, submission only. And then in if you go the whole 10 minutes and no one subs, then you go to an overtime, which once someone takes the back or um, set up for an arm bar, you escape or, sub or submit, and then you switch, and then the other person tries to beat that. My strategy for this was basically just to pace myself because – 10 minutes is a pretty long time. My last fight in the tournament, it was five minutes and I was totally wrecked. I was so gassed after that. And uh, I lost, but even if I had one, I don't know if I would have had the energy to go back out and fight again. Cause the, the guy that won, he went back out uh, in like very few minutes and fought, tapped that guy. So uh, respect that guy. He was a savage. But anyways, I took that lesson and was just like, Hey, it's 10 minutes. I don't want to gas myself. The other guy, my opponent, he was from outside, uh, from a city outside of Medellin. So he was coming up in altitude. So I knew that would be kind of an advantage for me. And so 
he's and he's a purple belt as well, and I'm a blue belt, which is the one lower. So I knew he would be coming in with something to prove. And whereas for me, it's like I had nothing to lose. It's like, okay, I'm a blue belt, you lose to a purple belt. No shame in that. Versus like if I can beat a purple belt, then that's that's an awesome thing to put on my respect. But it, it's it's cool. It's cool to do. And um yeah, it was even my first time. So it was fought in an octagon. They had the MMA fights after. It was fun. The octagon typically with jiu-jitsu, you're going to be more like wrestling style in the circle if you go out back to the center. And that I also thought was an advantage because where I train in Gracie Baja, it's a pretty small gym. So often we'll fight against the wall and that's just normal. You know, you use the space you have. So those were like the altitude and the fact they were fighting in an octagon were two advantages for me that I felt. And yeah, in terms of the actual fight, I pretty much kept to my strategy, kept my pace going. And then um, I could hear him breathing. I was, I was controlling my breathing. I was listening to his breathing and I heard him breathing pretty heavy, heavier than me for sure. So I just kept my weight on and kept pressing. Anytime he tried to take a break, I would like just stay on him. And yeah, that, uh, that was, uh, it, it worked pretty well as, as well as I, I could have hoped. Um, so we went through, I was able to get off a few submission attempts, like a knee bar attempt, a heel hook attempt. Um, and those were probably the closest I got, but I also dominated most of the match. So at the end of the 10 minutes, I knew that if we went through the overtime and, um, you know, neither escaped, neither submitted, I would get the judge's decision. So that was, uh, that was a good good feeling going into the overtime now like okay even if you know neither of us comes away with the escape or sub then i'll get the decision from the judges and then it ended up uh so he took my back first i escaped in 15 seconds and then so the next uh when i took his back i knew all i had to do was hold him 15 seconds so sure enough i took the back end i was just holding on for dear life it was like as tight a back take as i had ever had like I was not letting go of that thing for my life. Just threw on the body triangle and and held on for for dear life. And yeah, I got the win. Um, respect to the other guy. He was uh, he was solid. Um, his style was similar to one of my other training partners, who's a brown belt. So I was talking with him after my my training partner Nick, saying like, "Yeah, it was just like fighting a worse version of you." But the guy was solid. And, uh, respect to him, solid, solid purple belt. But um, yeah, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose, and uh, yesterday was was my day, so felt really good. Um, definitely, in terms of overtime, the fatigue was uh, was the factor, I think, and because he just didn't have the energy to to hold me down. It's not like I'm pro at uh, back escapes. It's not something I train a lot, but we had trained it a bit this week, which is really good. And felt like that paid off. And then um, for holding him, when I took the back, that was more just like, you know, not, there's no fucking way I'm, I'm letting him get out here. So it was solid. And that was pretty much the fight. And then I ended up staying for the MMA fights afterwards, not all of them, but most of them. And that was really cool. That was the first time going to uh, any fights in person like that. And it was really inspiring actually being there. It inspired me to fight. So um, that's like a whole, would be a whole other goal. And, you know, that probably be on the back burner for a while, but I've trained uh, a little bit of Muay Thai and yeah, I would, just, I would love to, um, you know, step inside and do an MMA fight at least maybe once or twice. 
there was one guy that I saw who was a nasty knockout. The the other guy was that his opponent was was pretty pretty light on his feet and just jumped up, flying knee, knocked the dude out cold. So that was also a reality check of you know if you're stepping in into the octagon that stuff happens. So we'll see. Um, I'm not in any rush. I'll take a, I'll take a fight at 40 if I want to. So um, that's cool. And then it was also cool to see there's even guys that were fighting with like shin pads. So there's kind of like in between, it's not like you have to just go full contact. And they also were, um, I think they took out like dropping, um, dropping elbows. And there's a few rule change modifications that they made to make to protect the athletes, which I thought was cool. So, um, yeah, all that being said, that pretty much covered most of the things that I wanted to cover. The fight went well. I was really pleased with how everything went. And uh, at the end of the day, I was saying to my friends, it's not that much about the fight. It's more about all the sacrifice all the time, going in, training, cutting the weight, uh, and just doing everything to as well as you can to put it in place. And then if you get the win, then it just validates that if, if you lose, you know, you still, still learn. So it's all good. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a very satisfying day at the win uh, with all my friends and uh, my wife there and also very satisfying, amazing feeling. I see why people do it and uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that'll be it for this episode. Like I said, I just wanted to do a brain dump of uh, my thoughts on the fight. Some of like the, the prep went into it, my strategy and uh, how that worked out. And then also thoughts for the future. Definitely will, uh, definitely will be doing more of these. This was my first no-gi fight. I should have, should have mentioned that this was my first time doing no-gi and I was really pleased with how it went. It's really fun. And yeah, just going to, be the same. Whether I won or lost, I'll be in training Monday and just staying out of consistency. Same thing as always. So yeah, guys, much appreciated. Uh, this is the Bushido Cafe episode 11. And I'll put down, I'll put the link for the full fight uh, into the, the show notes. So if you want to check that out, feel free. It's on my other YouTube account where I post like, it's just like archives, just posts of all my um, roles in training and uh, tournaments and stuff. So if you want to check it out, that'll be there right on.